Welcome to the National Native Network podcast series. Today, we're presenting our webinar archive, the Circle of Life Curriculum, Module 6, American Indian and Alaska Native Healing. To view the webinar video and additional resources, please visit our website, keepitsacred.org, and click the Resources tab and the Webinar Archive tab. Please enjoy our presentation. Good morning and good afternoon. My name is Joshua Hudson and I'm with the National Native Network. Thank you for tuning in for Module 6 out of 7 of American Cancer Society's Circle of Life Curriculum. Today's presentation is on American Indian and Alaska Native Healing. So to get us started, I have a couple uh, introductory polling questions. So the first polling question is launched and available for you to participate in. It's asking what time zone you're joining us from today. I will leave it open for five more seconds. And it seems that we're tied today between Pacific and Mountain Time. Uh, time zones for uh, having the most representation. I've launched our second polling question. I believe that open for five more seconds. Um, and 88% of responses identify as female. I've launched the third of four polling questions. Uh, and I leave that open for five more seconds. Okay, 95% of respondents uh, identified cancer as a concern in their communities. Um, and then the final introductory polling question, if you are a CHR or a health educator, how long have you been doing this work? And if you're not a CHR or a health educator, um, you don't need to answer. I believe this open for five more seconds. Um, and the top result was 15 plus years, so we have some uh, decorated veterans on for today's presentation. So if you've joined us on the other modules, um, this won't be any surprise to you, but if this is your first time joining us, the Circle of Life curriculum was developed uh, in, through partnership between American Indian and Alaska Native Tribes and the American Cancer Society. It's information that tribal communities can use 
to teach people about healthy habits, cancer prevention and treatment, and caregiver support. The purpose of the Circle of Life initiative is to reduce cancer mortality or death and improve the well-being of Native populations. And so the session objectives for today is to discuss what is cancer and how is it treated, how can traditional healing complement cancer treatment, and how can patients take care of themselves during and after cancer treatment. Um, so celebrating life, here's just some uh, key points. Eating healthy foods, staying active, not drinking excessively, and not using commercial tobacco can reduce cancer risk. Often the sooner cancer is found and treatment begins, the better the chances are for living for many years. And together, we can do everything in our power to help prevent cancer and continue on our journey. So this is kind of a recap for some of you if you've been with us on other modules, but um, what is cancer? So cells are the basic building block of the body. Cancer begins when a damaged cell, um, when damaged cells in a part of the body start to grow out of control. And there are many kinds of cancer. They all start out because of out of control growth of abnormal cells. So the DNA that's inside every cell uh, tells the cell how it's supposed to grow and what it's supposed to do. Um, a cell may start on the path to becoming a cancer cell when its DNA is damaged. Most of the time when DNA is damaged, the cell can fix itself. If the cell cannot fix itself, the cell is supposed to die. Cancer begins when the damaged DNA is not fixed, but the cell does not die as it should. Instead, the cell goes on making new cells even though the body does not need them. These new cells will all have the same DNA damage as the first cell does. And it's important to note that one mistake in a cell's DNA does not cause cancer. A cancer cell has many mistakes in its DNA. Having damage in just one spot does not cause cancer. Even when someone inherits damaged DNA, more mistakes in their DNA are needed before cancer will develop. And having a healthy lifestyle lowers the chance of more DNA damage will take place. And it, that can reduce the risk of cancer, even in people with cancer in their family. So symptoms of cancer. Any unexplained weight loss, fatigue, pain, skin changes, lumps, or fever. Having any of these signs and symptoms does not mean that you have cancer. Many other things can also cause these signs and symptoms. However, if you have any of these, it's important to see your healthcare provider. It's also important to get regular cancer screenings because a person can have cancer and have no symptoms. There are other symptoms of, of certain types of cancers besides those that are on this list on their screens. For example, change in bowel habits or bladder function, sores that don't heal, white patches in the mouth or on the tongue, unusual bleeding or discharge, indigestion or trouble swallowing, new growth on their skin, recent changes in a wart or mole, and a nagging cough or hoarseness. These are all reasons to visit a health care provider. But one of the larger takeaways is take care of yourself. So a cancer diagnosis. How do you think someone might feel after being diagnosed with cancer? Common feelings are shocked, afraid, angry, sad, guilty, or numb. There's nothing fair about cancer and no one deserves to have it. A cancer diagnosis is very hard to take and having cancer is not easy. Cancer can change many things in a person's life. 
A family member or a friend should pay close attention if they visit a healthcare provider with their loved one. Later on, they may be needed to help remember what was said. Accepting the diagnosis and figuring out what to do is challenging. During treatment, one person may feel optimistic and hopeful, while another person may feel overwhelmed and frustrated. It's important to notice feelings about cancer and find ways to understand and deal with them. Emotions can affect how a person looks at themselves, how they view life, and what decisions they make about treatment. And it's normal to feel all of these feelings and more after being diagnosed with cancer. So here's a story of hope from Dolores, who's a cancer survivor. She said, there's a fear that goes through you when you are told you have cancer. It's so hard in the beginning to think about anything but your diagnosis. It's the first thing you think about every morning. I want people diagnosed with cancer to know it does get better. Talking about your cancer helps you deal with all of the new emotions you're feeling. Remember, it's normal to get upset. So now we'll talk about cancer treatment. The types of Western medical treatment for cancer include surgery, radiation therapy, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, targeted therapy, and hormone therapy. The treatment choices available to someone will depend on the type of cancer, how advanced it is, and other factors such as that person's age, their health status, and personal preferences. Two or more kinds of treatment may be given at the same time or used one after another. Uh, surgery may be used to take out or remove any cancerous tissue, radiation, or x-ray waves, which can come from a machine or a radioactive implant, may be used to kill cancer cells in certain areas of the body. Chemotherapy or other types of drugs may be used to go through the whole body to kill cancer cells. These are the most common types of cancer treatments, but as treatment advances have been made, there are more treatments such as hormone therapy, biological or immunotherapy, and even targeted therapies that are being used. Some kinds of cancer need a certain hormone to grow. Hormone therapy may be given to help keep the hormone from being formed or to block the hormone from being used. Immunotherapy is treatment that uses your body's own immune system to help fight cancer. Immunotherapy includes a wide variety of treatments that work in different ways. Some seem to work by boosting the body's immune system in a very general way. Others help to train the immune system to attack the cancer cells specifically. As researchers have learned more about the gene changes in cells that cause cancer, they've been able to develop newer drugs that, spe that specifically target these changes. Treatment with these drugs is often referred to as targeted therapy. So here's some more information on surgery. Most people with cancer will have some type of surgery. Surgery helps to diagnose cancer and to find out how far it has spread. And surgery offers the greatest chance for cure for many cancers. One of the ways to find out whether a suggested operation is the best choice for you may be to get the opinion of another surgeon. Getting a second opinion is often a good way to get a different perspective on the cancer and its possible treatment. Minor operations and tissue samples usually pose less risk than major surgery. Complications in major surgical procedures are not common, but can include bleeding, damage to nearby tissue or other organs, drug reactions, pain, infections, blood clots, slow recovery or long-term effects from surgery. Some questions to ask a healthcare provider include, why am I having this operation? Is there any other way to treat the cancer? And what can I expect afterward? And here's some information on radiation therapy. 
Radiation therapy is the use of radiation to treat cancer and other problems. Special equipment sends high doses of radiation to, to kill the cancer cells or tumor. Radiation therapy can be given in two ways, from a machine outside of your body or from an object or pellets that are put inside of you. Radiation treatments are more of, most often given five days a week for one to 10 weeks. The number of treatments a person needs depends on the size and type of cancer, where the cancer is, how healthy the person is, and any other medical treatments that they are getting. Patients are often given a rest break on weekends so their normal cells can repair themselves. External radiation therapy is like getting an x-ray. It's painless and only takes a few minutes. It takes time to get the machine set up so a session can last 15 to 30 minutes. The radiation is aimed at, at the tumor from a machine. It's often given in a walk-in clinic, which means not having to be admitted to the hospital. Radiation therapy that puts a radioactive source inside of you is called internal radiation therapy, internal meeting inside. This type of treatment allows the doctor to give a large amount of radiation to the cancer cells. The radioactive source, which might look like a wire, pellet, or seed, comes in a small sealed container called an implant. The implant is put into or near the tumor and the radiation travels only a very short distance. It can be left in place forever or just for a short time. If it's left in your body, the implant will stop giving off radiation after some time. Other implants are removed after a certain amount of radiation has been given. And so here's information on chemotherapy. Chemotherapy or chemo is the use of strong drugs to kill cancer cells. Doctors choose drugs based on the kind of cancer and its stage. Chemotherapy is often used to fight cancers that have spread to other parts of the body. Chemo may be used for different goals. These could be keep the cancer from spreading, slow the cancer's growth, kill cancer cells that may have spread to other parts of the body to keep it from coming back, to relieve symptoms such as pain or blockages caused by the cancer, or to cure the cancer. Most chemo drugs are given in one of these ways. Sometimes chemo is a pill or liquid. A person just swallows it as the healthcare provider prescribes. You can take it at home, but you must be careful to follow the directions. Chemo can sometimes be given like a flu shot. The shots may be given in a medical office, a hospital, a clinic, or at home. Most often, chemo drugs are put into the vein through a needle or a tiny plastic tube called a catheter. This is called IV or intravenous chemo. Other types of chemo can be put right into the spine, chest, or belly, or abdomen, or rubbed onto the skin. A person may get chemo once a day, once a week, or even once a month. It depends on the type of cancer and which drugs the person's getting. Chemo is usually given with breaks between treatment cycles. This break gives the body time to rebuild healthy new cells and helps the person regain strength. How long a person gets chemo depends on the type of cancer, the goals of treatment, and how the body responds to the drug. Sometimes chemo is the only cancer treatment needed. More often, it's part of a treatment plan that can include surgery and radiation therapy. Here's why. Chemo may be used to shrink tumors before surgery or radiation. It may be used after surgery or radiation therapy to kill any cancer cells that are left. Or it may be used with other treatments if the cancer comes back. So here's some information about a treatment plan. What should you ask a healthcare provider? And so the four key questions are, what types of treatment will you need? Are there other ways to treat the cancer? 
What can you expect after each treatment? And how can you contact them if you have questions? And so it's important to note that the treatment plan is a brief record of your cancer treatment. Treatment plans provide a convenient way to manage information about your cancer, cancer treatment, and cancer care team. After treatment ends, it's important to ask your care team for a written treatment summary and survivorship care plan. In the treatment summary, a member from your cancer care team can enter the cancer type and stage, the dose of chemotherapy you received, the specific drugs that were used, the number of treatment cycles that were completed, any surgeries that were done, and any additional treatment that was given, such as radiation therapy or hormone therapy. It's important to keep this information for the rest of your life. You can share copies when you see new healthcare providers in the future. Survivorship care plans provide guidelines for follow-up care to maintain good health, ongoing screening and surveillance, and help to improve the quality of life and quality of care as you move beyond your cancer treatment. The treatment summary and survivorship care plan is a tool to give basic information about your cancer treatment and recommended follow-up care to future doctors who will care for you during your lifetime. So here is some more information about clinical trials. So what do people believe about clinical trials? People in clinical trials have, will have access to quality care. You can stop taking part in a clinical trial at any time that you wish. And they help scientists study cancers in tribal communities and may, be, may lead to better care. So some tribes may require that you seek permission from tribal leaders before participating in a clinical trial. Some tribes may not allow taking part in clinical trials. It just will depend on your area and where you're living at. Clinical trial, trials, which are scientific studies, look at new cancer treatments and compare them to the best current treatments. Clinical trial treatments can be given in a healthcare provider's office, clinic, cancer center, or hospital. It's important to know and understand what the benefits and risks of taking part in a clinical trial are. After that, you must agree in writing that you want to be included in the trial and you can stop taking part in any clinical trial at any time that you wish. So here's another story of hope. This is from Judith, who's a caregiver for her husband. No question is too small or too silly to ask. I never was afraid to call the doctor or staff with questions about anything, even questions about our bills and insurance. I found that our doctor and his staff were willing to answer any question. And so here's some possible side effects. Uh, for Western medical treatments. Actually, I did have a couple points I wanted to make on the story of hope. Uh, so if you are a person who is caring for someone with cancer, be sure that as a caregiver, you know how to reach the doctor or cancer treatment team, even on nights, weekends, or holidays. And going to appointments with the patient to see the cancer team is a good way to learn about their treatment and care. And also be sure that the patient has signed a special consent form or a release of information that, that lets the healthcare provider talk with you about the patient's illness and care. So now into possible side effects. Um, some possible side effects for surgery is pain at the site of the incision, infections after surgery, or reactions to the anesthesia. Some side effects for radiation include fatigue, skin changes, loss of appetite, and lymphedema which is um, a general swelling of the lymphatic system. And some possible side effects for chemotherapy are nausea and vomiting, hair loss, memory changes, or it's commonly known as chemo brain, bone marrow changes, mouth and skin changes, emotional changes, 
changes in sex life and fertility problems. So some possible side effects, um, fatigue. We'll discuss more about fatigue because many people have it while they're being treated for cancer. Fatigue is the feeling of being tired physically, mentally, and emotionally. Only the person being treated knows if they have fatigue and how bad it is. No lab tests or x-rays can diagnose or describe the level of fatigue. The best measure of fatigue comes from a person's own report to their healthcare provider. Oftentimes, physical activity can help prevent or reduce fatigue. Good nutrition and getting enough rest are important, but most people will still need help with meals, errands, and other work. And someone getting treatment should talk to their healthcare provider so that he or she can help them decide how to manage fatigue. And so here's some information on cancer pain um, and just some facts around it. Pain may go along with cancer, but this is not always true. Keeping pain from starting and keeping it from getting worse are the best ways to control it. And you have a right to ask for pain relief. So it's important to note that not all people with cancer will have pain, but some will, have, will need to have their pain managed by a healthcare provider. Healthcare providers need enough information to correctly assess the level of pain. Many providers ask people to rate their pain on a scale from zero to 10. Zero means that you're experiencing no pain, and 10 means that a person is in the highest level of discomfort from pain. It may take a few tries to get pain under control, so it's important to report back to your healthcare provider on how well the pain treatment is working. A person's pain may change over time, so the medicines and methods may need to change too. And so for pain medicine, people who take cancer pain medicine the way the healthcare provider or nurse tells them rarely become addicted to them. Most people do not get high or lose control when they take cancer pain medicines the way they are told to. Side effects from pain medicines can be managed and often prevented, and the body does not become immune to pain, pain medicines. So here's some information on traditional healing. Traditional and complementary healing practices may also help relieve cancer symptoms and treatment side effects. And so there's a question on the slide asking, what are some traditional healing practices in your community? So it's important to note that American Indian and Alaska Native healing traditions have been in practice for years in North America. These healing practices seek to restore balance and to restore a person to a healthy and spiritually whole state. If someone is working with a healthcare provider and a traditional healer, it's important that both of these people work together and know what treatments are being provided. Um, so actually to follow up on this question, what are some traditional healing practices in your community? Uh, one thing that I've seen a lot of is a lot of tribal communities uh, now have access to traditional healers or traditional medicine programs that are being developed at their tribal community, um, sometimes in conjunction with their health center. Um, so that's a great starting place if you're looking for additional support or looking to gain more information on what healing practices in your community may be. So for traditional healing, many traditional healing practices define health as a balance within the body. The focus is on treating the whole person so that balance can be restored. And when balance is restored, it's believed that the body can heal itself. So traditional and complementary healing practices may help to support healing after surgery, radiation, or chemo, 
help with fatigue or pain during the cancer journey, and may help support the emotional and spiritual well-being of the patient and the family. Sometimes people turn to alternative therapies when conventional treatment cannot cure or relieve a chronic disorder such as arthritis, cancer, or low back pain. Alternative medicine practitioners sometimes provide longer appointment times and extra attention. Alternative medicine is more likely to place emphasis on the whole person and on health rather than disease. Some people may view alternative, alternative therapies as more natural than conventional therapies. Other people use an alternative therapy because friends and family caregivers who have tried it recommend it. Alternative therapies are not proven to cure serious illnesses, but they may help a person feel that they've done everything that they can to get better. And it's up to the person whether they want to use complementary or traditional healing practices. And so in line with that, um, we're gonna be talking about a couple different instances of self-care. And so there's a question on the slide that's asking, you know, how do you take care of yourself? And it's important to note that taking care of oneself is important for everyone. Nutrition is an important part of cancer treatment. Eating the right foods during and after treatment can help you feel better and stay stronger. Good nutrition is especially important if you have cancer because both illness and its treatment can affect your appetite. Cancer and cancer treatments can also affect your body's ability to tolerate certain foods and use nutrients. Not everyone has nutrition-related side effects. The nutrient needs of people with cancer vary from, from person to person. Your healthcare provider and a registered dietitian, if available to you, can help you identify your nutrition goals and plan ways to help you meet them. So caring for the body, what are some healthy foods that bring you comfort? It's, uh, while someone is co coping with a cancer diagnosis, cancer treatment or caring for someone with cancer uh, what to eat may be the furthest thing from their mind, but eating well is more important. It can help someone feel better, keep up their strength and energy, keep up their weight and their body store of nutrients, tolerate treatment-related side effects, decrease their risk of infection, heal and recover faster, and eating healthy is a very important part of self-care. So caring for the mind. So share feelings with a trusted person, focus on staying healthy, do activities that bring you joy, ease back into a routine, get out of the house, um, but please make sure during this time that you're using appropriate caution, um, and let others know when you need help. So good self-care, taking an active role in treatment and follow-up, and focusing on the important things in life, doing those things that bring you joy, can help many people cope with cancer. These ideas may help someone get the support that they need from others. So caring for the spirit. How do you care for your spirit? Spirituality can be a source of great strength for some people. Walking in nature and dancing can improve someone's sense of well-being. Music, art, and other creative ways of self-expression can also be helpful. And uh, I also think, you know, using medicine, so sometimes that could be smudging or praying using traditional tobacco. Those are other ways to care for the spirit as well. So taking care of stress. Certain signs can be a warning that sadness and stress levels are too high. 
For some people, cancer treatment is very difficult and they feel great distress. Caring for someone with cancer can also be very challenging. Certain signs and symptoms can be a warning that sadness and stress levels are too high and becoming serious. If someone feels overwhelmed, anxious, sad, and angry most of the time for more than a couple of weeks, it can be a sign of depression. People with depression may also have one or more of these symptoms. Trouble with eating, meaning that they eat more or less than usual. They lose interest or pleasure in things that they used to enjoy. Have trouble thinking and concentrating. Have trouble sleeping or may start thinking a lot about death. If you or a family member is having some of these signs and symptoms, talk to a healthcare provider. Healthcare professionals and traditional healers realize that feeling sad or overwhelmed can be part of having cancer, and it should be treated along with the physical symptoms of cancer. If you are a person helping to care for someone with cancer, it's important to see a healthcare provider if you notice types of depression in yourself. So some information for after treatment. The phase of the cancer journey that begins after initial treatment ends is often referred to as survivorship but many people consider it to start when they're diagnosed. Many cancer survivors may continue to experience a variety of long-term effects resulting from treatment, and late effects may also occur many years after treatment ends. So as of January 1st, 2016, there were approximately 15.5 million cancer survivors in the United States. Due to improvements in screening and early detection and cancer treatment, it's expected that there will be 18 million cancer survivors alive in the US in 2022. The growing number of cancer survivors and the increased awareness of the long-term and late effects often experienced by cancer survivors have led to an increased focus on cancer survivorship. Cancer survivorship is defined as the phase of the cancer journey that follows cancer treatment. Before we can address the needs of cancer survivors, it's important to understand the different paths that a person may face along their cancer journey. A person may live cancer-free for the rest of their life without any long-term or late effects of treatment. Others may live cancer-free for many years but may experience one or more serious long-term or late effects of treatment, such as heart disease, osteoporosis or weakening of the bones, neuropathy or decline in feeling in fingers, toes, or an even increased risk for second cancers. And some may have a recurrence of the cancer for which they received treatment. As early detection has improved and treatments have expanded, the likelihood of surviving a cancer diagnosis has also improved. These improvements have led to a paradigm shift in viewing cancer as an episodic disease with limited survival to that of a chronic disease in which survivors face a number of issues stemming from their cancer diagnosis and treatment. So here are some key messages. So the type of cancer treatment that someone receives, surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, it typically depends on the type and stage of the cancer. If someone has side effects from treatment, there are ways to help them feel better. Eating healthy foods and staying physically active during and after cancer treatment can help someone feel better. Life also changes for caregivers who help their loved ones through their cancer journey. Everyone copes with their cancer journey in their own way. The caregiver is a critical part of a healthcare team. When sadness, anxiety, or stress is becoming a serious problem, seek help. Cancer survivorship begins from diagnosis. 
and it's important for cancer survivors to understand the long-term or late effects that may occur after treatment and to talk with their healthcare provider about these issues. So you can take action to get some support. The American Cancer Society provides cancer information, day-to-day -day help, and emotional support. You can call 1-800-227-2345 to speak with a trained American Cancer Society cancer information specialist. Remember, healthy lifestyle changes can help reduce cancer risks. It is never too late to make those changes. Talk to your healthcare provider about regular screening tests for cancer. Early detection can help save lives. Together, we can do everything in our power to help prevent cancer and continue on our journey. And one note that I did want to make about uh, early detection and uh, getting regular cancer screenings is I know that some hospitals and clinics and healthcare facilities have limited or stopped um, cancer screening at this time for people who may not have pressing issues um, or pressing signs or symptoms. So it would be best for you to contact your healthcare provider and discuss with them any concerns that you may have around uh, cancer and cancer screening. Um, and you can work in conjunction with your healthcare provider to make appropriate appointments and have appropriate referrals put in place. So I have some more polling questions. I'm going to launch the first one now. Common treatments for cancer include surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, or all of the above. I believe open for five more seconds. So 98% of people, uh, of respondents selected all of the above. The second of four polling questions is now up. Asking what side effects of cancer treatment may include. I'll leave this open for five more seconds. One hundred percent of respondents selected true. The third polling question is up, asking if it's important to tell your healthcare team about any traditional or complementary therapies you may be receiving. And I believe this open for five more seconds. One hundred percent of respondents selected true. And then the final polling question is up right now. And I am, I will close it in four seconds. And 100% of our respondents selected all of the above. So some answers, common treatments for cancer, all of the above. Um, side effects for cancer treatment may include fatigue, pain, nausea, and hair loss. That's true. 
and it is true that it is important to tell your care team that you're using traditional or complementary therapies alongside Western treatment. Um, and then the final polling question was asking about eating healthy during cancer treatment can help cancer patients. And the answer was all of the above, to help keep up their strength, keep up their body store of nutrients, and to tolerate treatment-related side effects. So we're at the closing portion. If you have questions, please feel free to uh, ask them in the questions box. I know that we have a few questions that are here. So there was a question asking if your tribe can prohibit you from participating in a clinical trial. So I don't believe that a tribe could specifically prevent you from participating in any clinical trial, but I think that uh, having open and honest conversations with uh, your healthcare team if you receive care at your tribal clinic is really important because there are a variety of resources that many of our tribal clinics have um, that could include transportation or subsidies for transportation costs, so like gas cards. Um, and so those could be uh, possibilities that could help you receive uh, cancer treatment through a clinical trial. Um, I don't think that a tribe can specifically prevent you from participating in a clinical trial, but I'm sure that there may be questions. Um, and by having an open and honest conversation with your healthcare team at your tribal clinic and in your uh, tribal community, you could likely tap into resources that could be helpful. So someone asked if people on the call can share types of traditional healing practices that they're aware of being used for people with cancer. Um, so I don't, I don't have a lot of information to share, um, but as I mentioned before, a lot of tribal communities are um, growing or developing traditional medicine programs or increasing the capability of community members to be able to visit traditional healers or medicine people. Um, and so I think it really depends on who that practitioner is. Um, and the knowledge that they have and the training that they've received. And I haven't seen anyone include anything in the questions box about what they know about being used for helping treat people with cancer. There is another comment that came in. Well, it's a question asking, it says, I've heard if someone has metastatic cancer, and they've been, and they have a surgery where they are opened up, that that will make the cancer spread quicker. Um, so I am not a cancer specialist and I'm not a medical provider. Um, so I can't necessarily weigh in on that question. Um, I think that that would be a question to ask a medical provider um, for yourself or a loved one if they have cancer. Um, but I don't have an answer for you specifically at this moment. I haven't seen any other questions or comments come in um, other than a couple thank yous. So um, you're welcome and thank you.
So some housekeeping notes. Uh, there was a technical delay with um, some of the emails being sent out for last week's presentation. So I'm going to resend uh, the module five certificate. Um, and then I will send the module six certificates for all of our attendees who are on the call today. Um, so that will be coming soon to you. Within the next few hours, you will receive a follow-up email uh, for attending pre today's presentation that will include a link to the archived uh, modules that will take you to the landing page for all of the modules. And you can select from there which ones you'd like to view and what resources you'd like to download. Um, I would also like to apologize. Uh, I failed to mention earlier that there's a handout available for download in the GoToWebinar tab. So, and that has more information in there about uh, traditional healing and complementary therapies. So if you download it in the handouts, and that handout will be available for download on our website in a few hours as well. So I don't have any other additional questions or comments. Um, so thank you all for joining us today. Uh, it was, if you've joined us for every module, thank you so much. And if you've only caught a couple or this is your first time, we're really glad that you joined us today. Uh, and next week is the final module, module seven, um, with information about cancer resources. And if you haven't registered, that registration link is available at the landing page that you'll receive in the follow-up email in a few hours. So thank you everybody and have a good rest of your day. To view the full webinar video and additional resources, please visit our website, keepitsacred.org, and click the Resources tab and the Webinar Archive tab. Thank you for listening to this Webinar Archive presentation from the National Native Network.